Hello, Merry Christmas, and welcome to the On The Whistle podcast. I'm your host, Alistair Howarth. We hope you've had a wonderful time wherever you are in the world celebrating over the last couple of days. And Christmas and New Year's is often seen as the season of joy, and nothing brings us more joy than the thought of an Africa Cup of Nations right around the corner. Yes, that's right. We cannot wait for the AFCON that starts in two weeks. And On The Whistle podcast will be on the ground in Cote d'Ivoire, bringing you all the best stories, analysis, and laughs from the tournament as it goes on for the entirety of the tournament. We will be there in preparation ahead of the competition. We decided to put together a little preview for you guys and what I think actually isn't a little preview, but actually the most comprehensive preview to the AFCON in the world. I know it's bold claim, but I believe it's true. We have done an episode previewing every single country going to the competition, inviting players, former players, coaches and experts from every nation onto the pod to analyze and preview what could be the best AFCON yet. So if you want to become an expert in Burkina politics, hear why Namibia are going to beat South Africa and get revenge over their neighbors, and find out who is the Congolese Messi. Join the On The Whistle podcast gang and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and wherever you get your audio podcast. It's going to be one hell of a ride over the next month or so, and we cannot wait. To kick off our AFCON coverage, we decided to actually take a look back to one of the more iconic AFCONs back in 2004 when Tunisia lifted the trophy on home soil. Joining us to look back at that AFCON is Tunisia's most capped player and African legend, Radi Jaidi. Enjoy. Radi Jaidi, Radi, thank you so much for, for joining us today. How are you doing today? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm fine. Thank you very much, Alasdair. Uh, thank you for this invitation and thinking about me, of course. Um, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm in Belgium at the moment, uh, working as an assistant coach. Uh, and then uh, keeping, you know, you know, um, striving and keeping, you know, um, working hard, you know, to get myself, you know, to the highest level I can as a as a head coach, hopefully in the future. So this is maybe a great opportunity to express myself, you know, in some aspect, you know, uh, and what are the the future plans for me as a as a head coach. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the issue with you, you guys who are football players. You're just so focused on excellence even when you when you stop playing it's you're, you're still striving for the top when it comes to coaching whatever you guys are doing <laughs> it's non-stop it's non-stop it's non-stop process especially when you get to the level of being obsessed um of uh of um, achievements and being obsessed of making things you know to uh to give back you know especially to the new generation whether within to the continent the african continent or to specifically to my country as a Tunisian. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a process. We, we are ambassadors and we always try, you know, to, uh, to lead, you know, from, from our, in our positions. Absolutely. Ready. We'll, we'll talk, we'll talk about the, the new generation shortly enough, but we want to go back to when you were the, the new generation, when you were, when you were, you know, in your prime playing for Tunisia at the, at the 2004 AFCON, I mean, for, I guess, you know, we'll start broad, you know, when, when you look back on that tournament, what is, you know, the feelings you have, how do you, how do you think back on, on 2004? Yeah, obviously, look, you know, there is a lot of memories with that, uh, with the AFCON 2004 Tunisia, um, but probably the, the most obvious memory is, is winning the African uh, title, you know, in, in our country, in Tunisia. We were the host of the country that time. And then, uh, we had a, a good team. We had a team um, with a mixed 
generations, but also but also we had experience, you know, players who played really well uh, and they were playing continuously throughout the clubs in the uh, African competitions. So uh, so we were kind of ready, you know, to make a, an achievement. All the parts uh, came came um, together to uh, to make that big achievement, which is uh, the the title, winning the Afcon. It's 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 a great historical for for the country, and uh, and uh, we still uh, we're still proud of that as a person, as individuals, being part of uh, the squad who won. The uh, the Afghan is the only thing we can we can think about is being proud and being being honored, you know, to to be part of this and then uh, to participate, you know, to uh, to make that achievement. Hmm. And Adiano, take me back to to that time because obviously you had been a part of the team for for a long time, even building up to that. You know, I think you know the nineties, ninety six, ninety sevens when you kind of first started being 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 around the team. You know. Obviously, coming into that tournament, 2002, you had very disappointing AFRICON going out in the groups and then the World Cup the same. And then Roger Lemaire comes in after that. But actually coming into the tournament, you had been on this excellent run of form. Obviously, you didn't play competitive games because you didn't have to play qualifiers. But I think when I'm looking back, there's only one loss to Japan the whole year building up to the AFCON. So kind of when when you were coming into the tournament, what were what were the expectations? Because obviously there were some other brilliant sides at the tournament and ones that you ended up playing. You know, I think of that Senegal team who had you know obviously done wonders in uh, at, at the World Cup in two thousand two, the fantastic Nigeria team. You know, what were what were your expe- expectations kind of coming into the tournament? I think you know um, to to answer straight away the. The, the expectation and then I can go back, you know, to the preparation because you mentioned a great point here, which is, you know, pre um, the Afghan 2004, 2003 and going back even 2002, the World Cup 2002 in Japan. Um, I think the reputation is for us to win the, the, the Afghan. I think all the Tunisian know in the back of their heads or knew in the back of their head that Tunisia need to go uh, as uh, as far as possible in that Afcon and then win it because we're hosting that and then we will have the advantage of playing in our pitch in front of our fans. But then, but then in in front of their heads, we all Tunisian, no exception, they were scared. If I can use this word, scared of um, of uh, a failure. Uh, and this is go back to 94. If you remember Tunisia, we hosted Af- the Afcon in 1994. And then we, we were, we, we were disqualified. And when we knocked out from the first round, uh, while, while we had, you know, one of the best generation in that time, we have, we have one of the best players as well, squad of players mixed really quality players. We had players like Zubair Baye, Skander Swaya, Hayed Al Hamrouni. And then we had like players like a, Santa Baks, Lhisi, Mahjoubi, Nabil Ma'loul, you know, you're speaking about, you know, very strong squad of players with a lot of strong characters. But we were knocked out from the first round. And let me say, I think the problem in that squad, it was, you know, how to connect them together to get, you know, the group, to get, the, to get you know, a team performance. And this is, I think, it was a key for us in 2004. 2004, we had a key aspect that allow us, you know, to resist all challenges and to face the challenges and, and then and then go beyond these challenges is to the togetherness. 
we didn't have, as I said, you know, a better squad than 94 squad, but we had a very strong group of players, of course, with the quality individuals. And then we gone, we gone, boom, straight away, you know, step by step up to the final. And then, and then if you remember, you know, uh, I think the most, the most difficult games that were Senegal um, uh, in, the, in the quarter final. And then we had, you know, the, the semi-final in Nigeria, and then we were one nil down till 70 minutes, I think. Um, and then, and then obviously the final against Morocco. So, so, so that was the key aspect that I still remember as a now as a as a player, but also as a football coach now who's seeking, you know, to always prepare a team, you know, to win the games. And then I think togetherness, and uh, and uh, and uh, the second point is the preparation. To the Afcon, and uh, the preparation was key for us. And uh, let me let me say, I'm not gonna go further deeper, you know, to nineties. But the preparation, I remember uh, Roger Le Maire when he came. Hey, he took us to uh, obviously to training camp in Italy. But we were a group, I think, thirty odd players, uh, and then we worked really hard. And I remember me, for example, and Khaled Badra, my uh, my partner in the crime. Um, mm-hmm. We uh, we were not. We were not 100%. I had a pubalgy. Uh, I had a lot of pain in, in my groins. And then uh, um, I was I was not sure, you know, to to, to, to play the, the Afghan. Uh, so mm. I had to I had to go to I had to go to France, you know, to to assess uh, the the type of the injury and then uh, get the specialist. And Khaled Badra, I think he was um, lacking a bit of fitness. So uh, so he was not 100%. And then Roger Le Maire was thinking uh, seriously about replacing us with some other players, um, but wow. lucky for us. But obviously, the 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 Italy training camp, it was a, a moment for us to reset, uh, reload, if if I can say that as well, and then and then get back to to our level, but also build that connection between the players. Uh, between the group of players who came from different, you know, obviously background, different clubs and different, you know, uh, mindset um, and then started to build that togetherness and build that, you know, connection between the players and uh, and then we take it from there. That is remarkable that potentially at one point both you and, and, and Khaled Badra weren't going to be actually at the AFCON. That would have been, I mean, remarkable, I'm sure, I mean, obviously would have impacted performances both you know defensively but also he's you know his penalties you know but it's just remarkable to think that you guys were the, the kind of heart of that of that team and and both of you might have missed I, I find that interesting this point you're talking about kind of bringing together the team because obviously one of the really interesting players in the team um I guess there's two of them I want to ask is is you know Santos who was playing up front and Jose Cleta uh, Ribeiro at, at, I think he's left back you know, obviously, those are not Tunisian names. Um, <laughs> and these are two guys who are, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, born in Brazilian, in Brazil, Brazilians came over and then played in, in Tunisia, naturalized right before the tournament. And then particularly Santos obviously came in and had a huge impact at, at the tournament, scoring the four goals. You know, what was it like, you know, you're talking about the importance of the team cohesion and stuff incorporating two guys there who you know clear clearly had such a different background to the rest of you but also were still at the same time you know representing tunisia yeah exactly that's that's going back to 
that's that's one of the points that help but you know people like you know um uh santos and, and then clayton obviously they they're brazilian they're foreigners uh but then before that obviously they both joined it was as a as a team um and then they had that time you know to understand a little bit you know the tunisian tradition and the tunisian culture but then coming to the national team is totally different you know um uh, business and i think and i think uh, the 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 group cohesion and group environment that we create between us and them together helped you know players like them you know to uh, to uh, integrate uh we know santos is very shy guy he's quiet he doesn't speak too much okay uh, um and then and then uh, he's always on his own little word and little corner so he's that type who needs someone to come forward to him and then um i think i think you know uh dos santos he was really linked to zia jaziri who's totally different personality he's extrovert zia jaziri is an extrovert he spoke speak too much loud and very very confident and then and then obviously the what helped as well because both in the same team it was the sale so they used to play as a uh, 4-4-2 system or they play up front together uh, and then they have already you know um, the link uh, but uh, but uh, Clayton is is, is is a totally different personality than Dos Santos he's a social person who does speak and even I think when he first came you know to national team he was already speaking some you know uh, Tunisian uh, words and then um, and then he's a really positive guy uh, positive you know uh, always smiling and, and and a funny guy so so he he already find himself you know uh integrating all that stuff but then as i said you know um we had some new players new young players we had Karim Saidi we had Karim Hagi who just joined you know the national team you know pre pre the the afcon and then uh, them as well for a young for a young players 19 i think 20 years old came you know to to handle that pressure and to handle that responsibility uh, was not easy. Uh, and then again, that environment uh, came. Uh, that environment, you know, helped you know them. Um, and then in this environment is set by, I think, the pseudo leaders we had. We had in, in the team. We didn't have one leader. We had we had three, four, I think five, you know, uh, different you know leaders. And as you know, leader is not exactly leader by uh by just leading you know and giving orders leaders could be leader by example could be leader by by you know um uh um uh, uh taking uh, actions you know to the situations uh and also the captains so so we had we had four or five um and and then uh, different backgrounds leaders and then each leader we, we had i remember we had always one or two uh times in a week we sit together and then we discuss uh randomly what what how we can help the team and how we can help you know separate players if we feel players is is in his, in his corner we try to bring him you know to us we had the, we had the, we had the, um, always a meeting moment a social meeting moment you know in uh, in the squad which is the uh, physio room the physio room was a key aspect you know to bringing this uh these players together to bring us together and then remember while you're waiting for your turn you know to do massage you play cards you play cards you play uh, uh um, i think um, what's it called uh, ping pong 
And, and then these moments, you know, where we connect and link to each other because we, we all come from our rooms, we come from, from the receptions to meet in this uh, midpoint. And we had, you know, three or four physios who were there doing their jobs, but obviously listen to us and listen to the banter, watching TV, music. And then, and then it's a, it's a multi, multi diversion, you know, environment that helped us, you know, to, to go, oh, I want to be a part of this environment. I want to be, I want to enjoy my moments, you know, with the guys, you know, in the physio room while I'm waiting my moment, you know, to do massage or to do my stretch or to get examined by the doc, but also the moment where you get exposed by the banter and then, you know, and then maybe you react back and then it's, it's a fun, it's a fun. Um, and that transferred straight away into the, into the pitch. Um, um, I think the first, the first big challenge for us was the first game, even though, even though obviously the first game was not against the, 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 the strongest team in our group, but Rwanda, it was, it was a, a big challenge for us because as I said, I remember, you know, the atmosphere was very heavy on Radis. Why? Because, why? Because, you know, we all going to the game, worried about losing the game, uh, and 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 then replicate the '94, the '94, you know, tragedy, if I can say that. Um, but but uh, we, we were we were there. We stepped up all together. Obviously, Ziad Zaziri and sometimes they both scored goals. Ziad, who who scored the first goal, who that opened the doors, and then from there, as soon as we scored the goal, we knew that we're gonna. We're gonna obviously uh, get away with the, with the result, and then we knew that uh, our Afcon will start. But then I think the main source of our togetherness it's uh, it's the um, the environment that we set in the hotel, Hamamet. Um, but also it's not it's not we it's not us we set as a place. It's the the direction, the administrative the administrative uh, uh, and the federation that we had uh, Hamad Abin Amar at that time who was who's very respectful guy who gave us the right, who supported us, you know, and supported Roger Lemaire, especially on the staff, you know, to prepare the right environment. And Roger Lemaire was a type of a coach that we needed because Roger Lemaire, he doesn't know about, you know, the Tunisian culture and the Tunisian, you know, uh, system, football or, or sport. But then he said, he protected us from the external, um, he, he protected us from the external uh, exposure. Um, and, and then that fits together, as I said, um, protected. And then we, 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 we set the right environment, the togetherness, and then the togetherness, we transfer it to the pitch that allow us to, that allowed us to express ourselves individually in, in our, uh, in, on a pitch. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to get into, into the tournament itself, because like you said, you have that kind of somewhat nervy win against Rwanda, you know, set piece goals. It was, you know, a little, a little scrappy. And then, you know, things open up in the second match when, when the team thrashes DR Congo 3-0. I think you weren't, we weren't involved in that one. Um, but, and then you kind of get the draw against Guinea, top the group, undefeated. I, I was, I was involved in both, uh, in uh, three games, no? Oh, sorry. That, uh, the the, no, the, the lineup I, I, I was looking up doesn't have you. <laughs> oh, no, no. That's, okay, that's... okay, I was involved in three, third game then. Yeah, yeah, it was it was the DR Congo game. I think was the one you missed, and then you came for the Guinea the Guinea game. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, was that and was that just to do with your your groin? Was that just a, a fit a fitness issue or? 
I, I can't remember. I was not. I was not a coach at that time. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> I, I can't remember as well. I can't remember. Obviously, I spoke to um, to Roger about it, but I, I know. I know that um, Roger always will look to rotate, um, mm. rotate the team. Um, but um, I can't remember specifically why I didn't play. No, I wasn't. I wasn't really. I wasn't really uh, painful. But I'm sure maybe this this type of managing, you know, my game time, you know, uh, due to that uh, to that uh, issue. Yeah, absolutely. And and then you kind of, but of course, like we were saying, you know, it was it was a challenging group, but more more almost challenging because of the pressure pressure on you. But then it's when you get out of the group that you're suddenly faced with some really really tough opponents in kind of Senegal, and then and particularly that that game against Nigeria. You know what? What is your kind of your memory? I, I mean, I want to focus in on that Nigeria game because obviously, like you said, you you know have that first. Um, you know, JJ Okocha misses that penalty, is saved, and then they take the lead, and you have to come back. You know, was that the kind of point when they retook the lead after you thought you know at first you saved the penalty, you're keeping it nil nil. You know, what was the feeling? You know, do you remember much about that game of actually realizing we have to battle through to to kind of get back into this game? Because obviously that was a sensational Nigeria team with, you know, the likes of Kanu, Okacha and these guys. You know, for you, what is your memories of, of that semifinal? Um, obviously, obviously that time, um, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't, um, Jujie Okorisha was not my colleague yet. You know, we don't play mm-hmm. under the same team. He came, he came, uh, I think, from England. I think he was starting to play for Bolton, but you know, I still still play for Esperance. But uh, but what a big game! Eh? It's a very big game. Um, we know, we know, um, we knew when we um, when we passed Senegal, because Senegal that time was not the the easy Senegal. Uh, we're speaking about this is a Senegal who beat France in 2002 uh, in the World Cup 2002 and then Senegal with with the generation of Al Hajj Diouf and then um, uh, God bless him uh, Papa Pouba Diop and then Kalilo Fatiga and then all, all the all the big names uh, they have so it, it was not an easy um, challenge but then our moral and our confidence it went up higher when we passed, you know, Senegal, and then again we found ourselves against big team Nigeria with Kanu, and then we're speaking about JJ Okocha, uh, and 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 obviously another big big challenge. Uh, but we knew if you wanted to go to the final and win the the, the title, is to is to beat the big big guns. Um, and we knew if we passed Nigeria, uh, at that time we knew we can win, we can win against Morocco. Not to minimize Morocco's level because Morocco they had a, a great you know path and a great you know tournament. But we knew that Morocco was not the um, probably the um, contender to win the, the 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 title at that time. Mm-hmm. Because they had a lot of change, a lot of issues, but they still have b- bigger players, Naibit and Shamech and, and Co. So, so going back to the game, uh, the preparation we didn't have a lot to prepare because as soon as you get to the tournament, you have only two two days, maximum three days to prepare the game. But we had the, we had the team, our team ready for any for any challenge. 
So we, we remember we have a slogan chanting that time in the, in the, in the hotel, Manisham Rawheen. When we say Manisham Rawheen means we're not going back home. We stay till the end. And mm-hmm. uh, that was a that was a chant, that was a song that we sing, you know, during, you know, the hotel when we meet uh, each other. And then when we meet up and then we go straight away to that. And after, especially after game, when our way back, you know, from from the stadium to the hotel, we, we go we go uh, on that um, chant. And, and, and that give us a big boost. Uh, so we wanted to play to Nigeria. It was a tough, tough game. Uh, playing against, you know, uh, I remember Mia um, and uh, uh, Khaled Badra, uh, Karim Hagi, playing against the world-class, you know, players. Um, we knew that any mistake would cost us, you know, uh, a goal. And, effect- and, and effectively happens because, you know, we give a little bit of sp- time, you know, and space, you know, for canoe and then boom. Free kick uh, penalty, and then uh, I think around 70, 75 minutes, we give away a penalty to Nigeria, and we know we don't have a lot of time, you know, to get back to the game. Uh, it was very, very tight game. Um, not easy for both, but it was they were they had an advantage for one goal. And I remember I'm looking up front as Yed Zaziri. And he's, as I said, he's a type of a person who's extrovert, but also on the pitch, he's a warrior. Despite his small, small, you know, uh, uh, height, he was very, very, very um, strong, uh, big heart, uh, very aggressive, you know, with everything he does with and without the ball. And then he was fighting against, you know, all these big centre-backs, you know, against Nigeria. And we knew that um, if I'm on the back and looking at Zia Jazeera, I say, okay, let's let's keep it up there. Let's keep it up there. Mm. And all the players in between us, you know, we were all sending the right message. Let's keep it up. Let's get something from the game. And then till till the end, obviously, we didn't. We never give up. And this was a great key for us. It's a great value. Never give up. We we finished till the end. Till till the penalty came, and Ziad used his skills. He's a type of player. He. He can he can always he can he has a good uh, technique to dive, uh, mm. and then uh, he uh, he showed the ball to the defender and then pushed it and that dive and then got the penalty. Uh, even with the VR now you'll get the penalty as well because you know he's, he's <laughs> really skillful in that aspect. So so yeah, we as soon as we get ourselves you know uh, a one one, you know when when you when you get back to the game at that time of the game, you lift the crowd who maybe at some point they started, you know, to give up. The crowd will back and you're speaking about 60,000. Eh? You're not speaking about, you know, 20 or, or 30. You're speaking about 60,000 and, and millions outside waiting for us. And then as soon as we scored the penalty, you know, we had an advantage already. Okay. So, so uh, I started to have pain in my groin and then I started to see my, 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 my teammates struggling physically. But we knew we had to finish, you know, the two extra times, try obviously to score a goal before if we can, but then we need to hang there. Um, and then we made it difficult for them because, you know, I think, you know, technically, maybe, you know, individuals, they were in Nigeria, they had better players, players who play in Europe all the time. But then we knew we had bigger heart, 
we were we had the will and desire you know to carry on and then obviously make all the people who around us in the stadium and outside the stadium our families proud of us and then uh, and then win uh, win the, the game as soon as we go to the penalties we know that we use our our best players Khal Badra uh, he's he's a leader but he's a really good in penalties um and then and then um, lucky for us obviously we had Karim Hagi who's young who take responsibility to shoot the penalty I think it was the last penalty as well and then he succeeded that which is uh, which is great uh, great for him uh, and great for and master for for the whole for the whole for the whole team for the whole country and that took us obviously to the to the final um, so we never give up that's the first values I think so we we entered the game with the with the confidence to win against Nigeria which is very important have the confidence to go and and then find some way to win against Nigeria I don't speak tactically because you know it was not I was not a, a coach at that time I was the <laughs> player so I was trying to apply trying to apply what what expected from us which is I can't remember mm-hmm. much the only thing I remember is stop you know Kanu from scoring goals and JJ Okocha uh-huh. from scoring and you know free kicks and 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 other stuff aspects so so I can't remember technically but I remember exactly what we need to do is to be warriors is to be strong aggressive you know and keep them out of the box and then and then make sure you know we uh, we react and then we resist against you know big team and that's what we did so the confidence and then we were warrior we never give up we we carry it till the end and then we got the the key moment was the penalty we uh, we uh, we jumped on the opportunity and we took it mm. and and kind of you know we talk about how what a challenging game it was and how how resilient you had to be to get come through that you know and you said you kind of almost knew that you would win the final if you could get to it against Morocco because like you said Morocco was a good young team but you know it was a kind of a big surprise that they got to the final they didn't have the pedigree of of Nigeria Senegal or even Mali who they who they knocked out in the other semi final you know what what are your kind of memories of of you know playing in the final because also you know specifically you you know you were without uh, Khaled Badjo who I think was suspended for the final um from getting yellow cards so what was that like for you kind of having to take on that that mental of being the kind of key center back uh, Morocco Morocco uh the game itself the game itself was not easy game obviously preparing mm. for the final I think it was not easy not not just also not just also uh, because of Morocco because of us as well obviously obviously we 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 know we knew that we made it to the final it's one step before winning the title so the 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 level of of the responsibility is going is going up the the pressure is going up the expectation is going up and then and then we knew we had to respond positive and then we need to we need to be there uh, so 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 it was not easy already between us uh, again we look at our, ourselves you know we look at our faces look at ourselves in the eyes and then we, we know we always have that courage and and uh, the desire is huge it's, it's unbelievable I never I played for different teams I never saw that level of desire 
and the level of energy, of passion, of of um, resilience, like you said, in that team. I never saw that before. Um, and and that was the key. Uh, again, um, remember the warm-up before the game in the final? We always go under the stands. We have like a big um, um, underground and the ground you know covered you know area we go to warm up mm -hmm. and do our stretch and then individually each one of us prepared the game it's the the, the if you ask if, if you external person and you go to that things the level of energy you feel is is, is, is crazy and um and then you look at the individual you say these guys are worried these guys are going for war they're gonna they go through walls you know to to bring whatever they need to bring you know at uh, that time and i think and i think that's what we showed you know throughout the in in the final but also throughout you know the the tournament um and we knew we knew that morocco can stop us morocco with all the superstars with all the the quality players as i said nabits is is a legend moroccan legend who played you know a hundred odd games or, and and played in, in spain in in, in england and 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 we know we know He's not gonna stop us. No one will stop us, you know, to to go and uh, get get the title. And then you saw it in the game because the game we started really well in the game. I think we created two chances before we scored, you know, uh, Santos goal. But but you know, suddenly you know Morocco from nowhere they came back. Um, and, and and in that game we we know that ah, they they came back. You know, uh, Morocco came back. Um, in the uh, 38 minutes, so that's a couple of minutes before the half time. It's not easy. It's not easy because we didn't secure the game. We're still one nil, and mm. then they scored one one. Um, the goal came. Our goal came earlier, five minutes. Maybe, maybe the goal when he came earlier kept us, you know, a bit worried to protect the goal, and that's why you know we lost a little bit against against Morocco, the the, the dominance of the game, and that's why they came back in the game one one. Uh, but the opportunity to go back on uh, half time, it was not. We didn't take it negative. We took it okay. Let's go again in the second half. We still have you know 45, 50 minutes you know to go again. We're not gonna let you know Morocco ruin us you know the game and then take it to the extra time and then suddenly we have more pressure and penalties. So um, we knew we have to keep pushing like waves. Keep the waves always you know banging on the doors and then suddenly they uh, they did a mistake the gk did a mistake and then zia jaziri was there and then we scored the second and then after the second we scored me at the back with karim hagi we knew that okay let's bring the keys lock lock the door bring mm -hmm. throw the keys and then make sure you know <laughs> we keep the score we keep the score 2-1 um and then we made it but um um it feels now going back and sit back and then look at the picture that I remember. It feels like you had a, you had like a super warriors came from 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 space specifically to that tournament to play that tournament, win the tournament tournament for Tunisia, and then that's it. Bob, stay there. Since twenty years now, <laughs> we couldn't find you know that kind of. In 20 years now, we, we couldn't find that kind of 
a picture in the national team, which is which is a big question mark for me because you know I'm, I'm not happy of for Tunisia not to win the Afcon after us because we could work, we could build from there and then and then dominate mm. you know the Afcon you know for for a couple of years like Egyptia, Egyptia, uh, uh, Egypt done, but we didn't do it. So that's why I feel like you know sitting back now with all the things that gone through. Uh, that Afcon 2004, and then after that, I describe you know that generation as a extraterrestrials came from abroad, won the won the Afcon, um, met the expectation, um, and then boom, they're gone back to different planets. Uh, I think this is this is my yeah. only. Uh, description and imagination I can use, you know, for, for that.